But let's talk about the person who has done their homework, who has spent lots of time studying, who does have a level of knowledge where it is time for them to jump in. Uh, what, you know, do you remember when you began? Was that ever, did you ever experience happy. that? You were trigger, trigger happy. happy. Okay. I was $300 on a trade and I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So I probably fit more in the gun shy where I feel like no matter how much I know, it's not enough. I have to know more. You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast, a podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen, the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. Aloha, everybody. Welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast. This is a four-part series that Stephen Johnson and I are going to do. Uh, Stephen and I did this almost two years ago. I think, Stephen, is it two years ago that we did this four-part series, right? It's a long time. time. So we're going to do four-part series for you guys. This will be kind of, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. We're going to speak on four different topics. This first episode is going to be about those traders who find themselves trigger happy or gun shy. And I'm curious what you are, the listener to us right now. Do you consider yourself gun shy or trigger happy? Steven Johnson, which one are you? I'm definitely way too trigger happy. Um, and and a lot of really good traders, a lot of really great traders are trigger happy as well. I mean, first of all, it's what 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 is it best to be? Trigger happy, gun shy, somewhere in the middle. I which, don't which, I don't think either one of them is good. Uh I I'd say in certain contexts and situations and and on this journey to, to mm-hmm. profitability. Yeah. I'd say it is good to be one and in, in one in the other. Uh, but first of all, uh, you're straight away reminded me of something that Don Irish said, Don Irish, a, fr- a friend and trader. He was on twist when he passed, he passed a million. I think he's at 1.6 now. Wow. And, and they were talking about uh, like t- with Don Irish, we were saying, are you a bit, are you a bit guy or are you an ass guy? Like, do you like to hit the bid or do you like the, uh, hit the ask when you when you're going long so when you go long if you if you market order mm-hmm. you, you'll hit the ask and you'll take it out straight away where you won't sit on the you won't sit on the big guy you'll you'll slap that ask and and he said something quite funny he said he, he slapped he slapped the ask because he likes to support uh the decision in the trade that he's made he likes to support the trade that he's made by like not just taking the trade but also hitting the ask now that that was i hope that makes sense you know, was, I, was, I, I'm not yeah, sure I completely started. understand it. And for the listeners that are new, <clears throat> it might be a little confusing to them. So let's break that down because this is really good language that I want to understand. And I'm sure other newbies want to understand. Yeah, it's it's a bit on the side, but like, so obviously when you're trading, there's a bid and there's an ask on the level too. Now you can, you can place your order on the bid okay. and wait to be filled, mm-hmm. which is adding liquidity to the market. Yeah. Or you can just slap the ask and just, mm-hmm. if you hit, if you 
buy on the asking price, you're immediately in the trade because you're immediately saying, I'll take the higher price on the level yes. two, where the bid yeah. is just sitting waiting yeah. for someone to come down to you for that buy. Yeah. yeah. And he said he loves to slap the ask. He loves to hit the ask straight away, even though it's not advantageous because he's getting a worse price. Right. But he likes to support his own trade by taking the ask out for everyone else who's yep. who's hitting that long as well, which I thought was quite funny. But but basically, a lot of the top traders that I see coming back to the question, I would say we're trigger happy in a certain in a certain way. I've been I've been in uh, rooms with the likes of Dan Irish and and um, Bryce Tui, and those guys are pulling the trigger. Those guys are pulling the trigger. Um, in 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 ways I've not seen. There's a lot of there's a lot of deaths. There's a lot of small deaths. A lot of losses. A lot of small losses. But uh, there's a lot of big gains. And the the reason is because their strategy is a one percent, two percent risk for right. 10, 20, 30, 50 percent reward. Yeah. So they can be trigger happy. They can take thirty losses in the thirty yeah. first yeah. works, and they're profitable. Um, and that's, 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 that's good, but you shouldn't be, they know exactly what they're doing, right? They, yes. They've been, in yes. Years, exactly what they're doing. So it's fine for them to be trigger happy. They know the risk reward. They know it's a numbers game. They know if they so hit enough stocks, they'll get a reward. That's interesting. So you're, you're saying if you're trigger happy with the restraints on, then it can be a profitable uh, experience. Well, they they've just they've got such good risk, and and the, the very long buyers. So like, if the stock doesn't go when they buy, they cut it. It's like that's not going right now. Most of the time, unless they've got a set risk on a larger cap stock, if it doesn't go straight away, they they're out. They're in and they're out. The trigger happy in, trigger happy out. But they know they've seen it a million times. They know the probabilities. Yeah. They know the risk. And it's, it's almost, for me, it's a numbers game, not taking any setup. But if you take 10, 15, 20, 25, good average to good setups in a day, yeah, yeah. four will work, five yeah. will work. Yep. Be trigger happy. It's, it's good to be trigger. Pull the trigger. Do you know what I mean? I do. Um, I do. I, I almost wonder, is there another phrase we could call it? Because I think for the most part, at least, and this is my, maybe my naive day, trigger happy to me sounds or has felt like somebody who's just shooting. Uh, and the, you know, what's that famous saying about shoot and then aim? The yeah. It's like you, yeah, you like, aim and then shoot, but when you trigger happy, you just shoot and then you aim, which is too late yeah. now. Yeah. Or, or throwing mud at the wall and hoping that some of it sticks. Exactly. To exactly. a degree, though, if that if that's air quality mud, and it's got the perfect amount of liquidity in the mud, and it's the perfect amount of stick, yeah, and you're throwing it and you're throwing it really well. Throw that yeah. mud, yeah. Throw the mud. Well, that, but that doesn't feel like trigger happy. That feels like I am specifically casting a big net, and even though I'm not going to get all the fish that I love to eat, I will get a bigger chance at catching the fish that I want to eat even though I'll that's have it. to throw a lot back. That's all That's all the likes of Dan and Bryce are doing. They're just catching those fish. Yeah. They're going yeah. out to sea every day, sunny, yeah. catching yeah. the fish. Yeah. That's all they're doing. All right. So they're let's well. talk about the people that are not managing their risk, like the two of them. Let's talk about those who are just, you know, pushing the trade button without a plan. 
the people who are coming from a place of ha not really having the patience or the risk management or the uh, doing the homework to come up with being strategic. What what would you say to them? Yeah, it's it's like if you're like really trained with a gun and you're trained to use it well, you can be you can pull the trigger all the time, right? And you're always gonna have a good shot. If you don't know how to use a gun and you've had no training, you you gotta kill someone and you might even kill yourself. And that's that's <laughs> kind of how it works. Yep. So yep. if if you're on trend in stocks, because stocks are a game where you have to think fast, be fast, react fast, act fast, yeah. be fast, do fast, think fast. If you don't have the ability to think on that pace or level mm -hmm. and you just pull the trigger, you're just making a mess, right? Um, you just you're just gonna if you pull the trigger with probability on your side, you're gonna make a lot of money. Like a casino makes money. If you pull the trigger without probability on your side, you're compounding losses. So in your, in your earlier stages of your career, it's, it's recommended to observe more and mm -hmm. trade less. Yeah. Um, but let's, or let's trade very small and just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or trade very small. So let's just talk for a minute about, you know, the new trader comes in, they're very excited. They want to be part of the action. They want to be, they're like, I've read, I've read, let's, let's say they've spent a moderate amount of time studying a moderate amount of time, uh, watching these videos, listening to Tim Sykes courses, watching all these steady trade podcasts. And now they're like, I want to get out there. What would you say is the ruler or the filter that they need to ask themselves? What are those questions before they pull the trigger, before they start to trade? to double check or is it because you're just impatient and you can't wait to be in the game or is it because you're ready what are the questions they need to ask themselves no it's just um i mean you have to ask yourself why you're taking the trade and if you ask 50 percent of the guys out there mm -hmm. why did you take that they'll think they've got a good answer in the head but if when, when you ask them to articulate that answer yes. as someone who knows what they're doing yes. to like a pro trader they'll not be able to articulate a convincing, convincing answer. Wow. So I would, I would say, um, before you pull that trigger, write down five reasons why you're in this trade. And if you can't come up with five, not can't, can't come up with five good reasons, um, probably shouldn't be in the trade. Wow. That's really awesome. I, I almost am thinking it would be great to have a service where you have literally the only way you get to trade is if you could answer those five questions and the AI, the algorithm says, yeah, these are legit. And if it doesn't, it doesn't let you go and trade. Wouldn't that be a cool I mean, service? I mean, yeah, but I mean, honestly, but once you know what you're doing, like you just, the five reasons are automatically in your head all simultaneously. But for a new trader, it's like, yeah. why, why are you taking this long? And they'll not think like high volume, low floor, large range on the chart, hot sector, history of running. Do you know what I mean? They'll not. Yeah. Intraday is a uh, double bottom quite well. It's consolidating well. That's just how that bottom long trend. It, yeah. it dipped under the trend, but then it, it popped back above. Um, you, what you'll else? Not get it I, I love that you just, just for example, quick, you just quickly spitballed five reasons. So what are yeah, the other reasons? Sure. So let let's just let's revisit those and let's add more because right now what what we're saying to anybody that's listening is that unless these 
five of these collection that Stephen's going to speak to are happening when you're taking a trade, you probably shouldn't be in the trade. So, oh, but there's, uh, there could be hundreds. I mean, yeah. it, it could be, for example, it's the only runner of the day, so it's getting all of the attention for mm -hmm. long, or it's uh, it's trading the most volume it's ever traded in its history, or it's low float, or it doesn't have much dilution, or the story's particularly catchy, or it's breaking out on a multi-month daily chart into new levels, or it's just broke a, a significant downtrend chart or it's traded 15 million prey and it's just a high probability that it's going to squeeze at least once or it's consolidating on the intraday or it's in a hot sector or it's sympathy to another stock in a hot sector um or it's on the intro we've just had a big dip but that dip got bought immediately up which means there's someone with money underneath underneath buying these dips why why is someone with money buying the dips there's there's, there's endless reasons of uh why why a stock can go yeah. Uh, if you've got five, go for it. You've got good risk reward. Yep. Yep. So, so the person that's trigger happy in my experience is, and the negative version of trigger happy is somebody who is just needing to have that sense of confidence or a sense of belonging. Like I'm playing in the, game that I, you know, am studying and doing all this energy to, to be a part of. And they, and they just want the experience of being in the trade, especially with brand new traders. What I see is that they're just kind of like, they're like a horse at the starting gate and they just can't wait to run. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's like when you learn surfing, uh, you want to go straight to the back of the ocean and join the biggest waves when you should be right at the front surfing that white water. Yeah, it's very not. It's very natural to want to be the best, uh, want to join the best. Yeah, want to immediately uh, skip past the beginner stage because big beginner stages are associated with people who aren't good, might give up. Yeah, not at the top, not the best. Yeah, so it's natural for people to uh, to to say, "Look, I'm 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 really I'm really amped up. I'm really really pumped. I can go straight to the next stage." Yeah. Um, it's very natural. Every, everyone does it in everything. Yeah, for sure. But, um, but the costs here are just so, so great that these days it's not so bad. I mean, I, I, there's a, the famous, uh, the famous quote, whether it's Edison or Einstein or who, but it's, uh, when you, when you fail a thousand times, you're just a thousand, thousand steps closer to getting the right idea. Yeah. Or what if you fail 990 times, you just, one one step away from the right idea. Yeah. These days, commission free trading, fail away, fail away. But yeah, I wouldn't say fail away, but fail three times, four times in a day, mm. and then look back the next day and be like, why didn't they work? Do I know? Yeah. Can I ask? Yeah. Can I ask someone? Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. So even in the failing, find a way to learn from the failures. What was it about that trade Fail that? Great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, like, I mean, look, like, I've ju I've just took uh, me third third big loss of the year, mm -hmm. and um, and like, me, me dad's like, are you not devastated? I'm like, nah, because uh, feeling's good, yeah. feeling is good, and and now I know what to do again, and now I know uh, I was doing it right then, and I, it's always good to fail, always. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. You know, I costly, think more costly fails though, ideally. Well that well, that's the question, right? How do you how do you make sure that your risk management is such that you your failures are not going to be so costly financially that you you can't you know, I think part of my concern about people the people that are trigger happy in trading is that it it damages them on an emotional level. You know, I just I just released a course called Trading EQ for Stocks to Trade, and it talks about the emotional side of every trade you take. It's either going to build up your confidence or it's going to build, you know, strip it down. And so part of my concern is it's yes, of course, I want people to manage their risk and, and let those failures be not too costly financially, but I'm also seeing the effects when I coach people around what happens to you psychologically when you keep experiencing failure. So that's also part of why I am always, you know, cautioning people. If you're too trigger happy without being conscious of why you're tra taking a trade, then you potentially have to climb up further emotionally to a place of confidence. You're, you're not going to trust yourself if you're trigger happy and you're just taking trades left and right willy-nilly. And you need to build that confidence to yourself over time. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think for me, it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter how many times you lose as long as you learn from every loss. And then there's a, there's a huge confidence boost in, I know not to do that. Or yeah. now I know why that didn't work. And I think the confidence gained from the lesson and the knowledge gained from the lesson outweighs the the low self-esteem of the loss because anything that you learn from and correct is is a is an achievement it's a win yeah. the the loss becomes a win because you've you've got to lose in the beginning there's no yeah. way around it you've got yeah. to yeah so exactly every loss you learn from is a win so there's no there's absolutely no reason every every even a blow up is a is a win yeah honestly even a blow yeah. up is a win as long as you learn from it and you can manage it yeah and, and that's the key. Can you manage it? And that's why I think it's so important to just be managing your risk right out of the gate, because even in the beginning stages for you to be comfortable with loss, it's got to be within reasonable amount that you have emotionally and financially prepared for so that when that loss comes, it doesn't devastate your account and it doesn't devastate you emotionally. Yeah, I mean, look, for me, that's not the danger. In, in the beginning, you're trading small. You're very, fear, you're very fearful of the market. Every loss hurts. Every, every $10 loss hurts. A $200 loss destroys you. Yeah. Uh, the, that's not the danger. The, the real danger in the market is, for me, is when you almost you learn how to trade. You get comfortable slash numb with experience and loss. And then you, you go on an extremely hot run where you think that you're better than the market and where you think that just a bad loss isn't going to happen. And then you take a massive loss. It's happened to me, it happens to many, many traders. And yeah. that, that's the, that's the crushing, crushing, that's the crushing defeat. Yeah. Um, and that's some, that's something else for another episode, but, but you've just got to remember like the, the psychological battle in the beginning, it's just small, it's just small, yeah. small loss, small learn, yeah. growing and, and onto the next. Yeah. 
let's talk about the, the versus gun shy part of this equation. So those who are gun shy, in my experience, are people that usually they're lacking confidence, perhaps lacking confidence personally, perhaps lacking confidence uh, in their edge, perhaps they're lacking confidence in their experience or in their setup. Uh, let's just talk a little bit about like what happens when we have the extreme of somebody being trigger happy where they're completely gun shy. Yeah, no, I love that. I love it when people ask us this and it's a common question that I get. It's, um, I just can't take the trade. Just can't take it. Mm -hmm. Sit there, I look at it, I watch it and I don't hit it and then it goes the right way. Um, and my response for years and I've never changed it is um, if you are gun shy, there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason you're not pulling the trigger mm -hmm. and it's probably a pretty valid one. Mm. Um, in a market where 90% of traders lose, mm. that takes most traders the average three to four years. Mm -hmm. And the 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 elite crack it in two, geniuses crack it in one, crack it in two, but generally three, four, five years. Yeah. If you're if you're gun shy in year one and two, good, 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 <laughs> because you, you should be. You really should be, and there's every reason why you should be. Yeah. So I really get that. It makes a lot of sense because most people probably don't come into trading realizing how cautious they have to be and how much there is to learn. But let's talk about the person who has done their homework, who has spent lots of time studying, who does have a level of knowledge where it is time for them to jump in. Uh, what, you know, do you remember when you began? Was that ever, did you ever experience happy. that? You were trigger, trigger happy. happy. Okay. I was blowing $300 on a trade and I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, got it. Got it. So I probably fit more in the gun shy where I feel like no matter how much I know, it's not enough. I have to know more. Uh, so the, the people that are probably coming from that place, uh, when I've talked to them, what I'll say to them is, how long have you been studying? How much risk management are you uh, making sure you have? Are you uh, clear on what your setup and pattern is? And when those answers are all yes, then it comes down to them have, it really usually comes down to them not having the confidence or the comfort with being incorrect. So let's just talk about that. If you've done your homework, if you have your, uh, due diligence, if you're managing a risk, but then you're just afraid, you're afraid to be confident and take that potential loss. What, what would you say to those people? I mean, I've honestly, I've not, I've not come across anyone who's been in the game two, three years, who still suffers from being gun shy, but I mean, not, if you do not two or three years in the game, but like, let's, let's talk about beginner traders yeah, that have been paying attention for a year yeah. and, they, and they, they should I mean, have a little more confidence. Um, they've earned it. I mean, I mean, in this day and age, I, I mean, I'd say, what, what do you, what have you got to lose? What are you, what are you going to lose? I mean, you're going to go long 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. If it goes wrong, you're going to lose 3%, which is one one dollar fifty mm -hmm. you're gonna lose one dollar fifty on your trades you don't pay commissions anymore 
If you do, you're going to lose two, three dollars, one dollar in, one dollar out. Is it is it really that much to lose three dollars? And you might win fifty. You might win if if you go along for fifty dollars and you win ten percent. That's that's five bucks you've won. Yeah. Win five bucks, you lose one fifty. You've done your preparation and study. There's more chance you're going to win than lose because you've done your work right. Yeah. Done your research. You've done your work. You know what you're doing. Yeah. Why wouldn't you take a trade that you can win five and lose 150? And if you do lose the 150, what's going to happen? Yeah. If you can't buy food the next day, there's a problem. Pro probably, probably shouldn't be trading. Exactly. You can't buy food the next day if you lose that $1.50. But if you've got $50 in your account and you can lose $1.50 40 times, 35 times, that 50 bucks is great, great price to pay for education. That, that's what I would say. That's awesome. I love that. It's, a, it's the price of admission. It's the price of your education. I, what I have seen as I think that for, there are people who err on the side of wanting to be perfectionists. I've definitely bumped into them in the webinar that I did for Stocks to Trade recently uh, and Instagram Lives where I do speak coaching for people. I have noticed that there are these people who will come from perhaps a huge career where they were at the top of their game and then they're coming into trading. It's completely new to them. They feel ignorant. They feel unprepared, but they've spent time listening and preparing themselves, but they're afraid to not be at the top of their game. You know, they, they got to the top of the game, maybe another industry or another business or another specialty. And then they come here and they are like, one gentleman was like, you know, I was like, how much of a perfectionist are you outside of trading? He was like, oh, I'm totally a perfectionist. I'm like, well, this is going to be hard for you then, because now it's not, you're not going to be perfect because you're new at it. You're only a year or two in. So that's what yeah. I've seen that some people like they're afraid to not be perfect. And I'm like, you're not going to be perfect here. But, um, the answer to that is that trading is not, it's not a business where you're an employee. Uh, trading is a, mm -hmm. it's a sport slash competition. It's mm -hmm. a competition. Mm -hmm. And the best perfectionists and the best people who are seen as perfectionists, icons in sports, mm -hmm. they are perfectionists. And you can be a perfectionist, be a perfectionist in your preparation, be a per perfectionist in your study and your routine. Um, and how many hours you do and how well you stick to your schedule and the resources that you learn yeah. and how many times you recap on your trades, be a perfectionist, but on game day, Michael Jordan does, he does his routine. He, he does, he, he perfects his craft and he goes out there and he leaves it all on the table and he just goes, just goes yeah. for it. Yeah, right. For sure. For sure. He's not, he's not a perfectionist in the game. He misses shots. That's right. That's he's, that he's great quote. In his preparation. That great quote that he, they ha he talks about all the games he lost, all the shots he lost, you know, he talks about that. That is just a huge distinction. I think, Stephen, what you just spoke to is be a perfectionist in the prep, in the setup, in the studying. And then you don't have to take the concept of being a perfectionist as a trader. Forward. Go, go out and leave everything you've got on the, on the field and, and that's yeah. it. And, um, You've yeah. got to lose to win. You've got yeah. to lose to win in trading. Losing, yeah. losing is being perfect. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. All right, we're going to close it up there, guys. This is part one of a four-part series. The next episode, I hope you'll join us for, will be about over-trading to stay stimulated. 
how sometimes that can happen, especially to new traders. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for watching. Steven Johnson and I on the, we're gonna have to come up with a fancy name for our little four part series. What should we call it, Steven? Uh, Trading AQ. Trading EQ, but we can't call it that because that's my course's name. But we'll call it. it we'll call Not it on. sound bites. Sound bites from Trading um, EQ. Yeah. Sound bites. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for watching us.